Two drowsies on your tail. One above, one below. You got five, maybe ten seconds. Clock's ticking. What do you do? Simple. I go vertical and inverted. Do a 180 at full throttle, apply brakes, and drop him behind him. <laughs> Bang, you're dead. Not fast enough. Drought is too quick, particularly in a climb. You're just taking a missile up your tailpipe. Okay, let's reverse the situation. You're locked on a drouthy. It goes evasive, enters an asteroid belt. If I'm locked on, there's no such thing as evasive action. And you're dead again. You see, it's an ambush. Five or six fighters hide behind rocks the size of your swollen head and pounce. I kill Rathi gangbang. What's the matter, hmm? Did I bruise your ego? No, I'm just, uh... I'm not used to getting combat tips from a grease monkey, that's all. Lieutenant Commander Devereux. Your wing commander. You have a name? Uh, Lieutenant Blair, ma'am. Well, Lieutenant Blair, if you want to play at being a fighter pilot, I suggest you find a virtual fun zone. Meanwhile, step down from the rapier. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we explore the movie and Rob's Wet Dream, where the character's job is to literally travel back in time, starring Bruce Willis, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Emily Blunt. It's 2012's Looper. That's not right. No. We were supposed no. to watch Wing Commander? No, I I watched Looper. Are I you the only Looper. one that watched why would you watch Wing Commander? I thought that's what we I thought that's what it was last week. Why would you watch Freddie Prince Jr.? Because that's what you chose, asshole. No, I think that's what you chose. I hate you so much. I hate you both. This bit is dumb and I'm leaving. <laughs> no, actually, this week we discussed the movie based on a video game that was written and directed by the video game's creator, which is never a great idea. It stars Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, and Saffron Burroughs. It's 1999's Wing Commander. And he is the cocky blowhard to my reserved half-breed. It's James. How are you doing, James? I am a cocky blowhard, motherfuckers. I don't <laughs> That's all I got. And he's the enigmatic old guy who moves the plot along when needed. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I'm um, just the regular old captain. No, he was a Commodore. No. He, you didn't. Only, why are we spoiling this? You don't know he's a Commodore until uh, way later. Yeah, until the jig is up. There's no I'm still spoiling. Just there is no spoiling this movie. This movie captain. telegraphs its fucking tells so I'm early a sea on. Pirate. <laughs> yeah, I'm does. a space pirate. <laughs> you are a pirate of some sort. Yes, sir. Yeah. That is accurate. Uh, this guy was French, the Commodore. We'll get into that later, I guess. But yes. I had a real problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. So how's, how's everybody's week? Great. Better than Carly's. Mine was fantastic. <laughs> I'm just tired. Why is it better than mine? What did you do that was so great, Rob? Oh, no. Your internet sucks and mine's great. Well, that's not what he asked. He didn't say, hey, everybody, how's your internet this week? What he said was, hey, everybody, how is your week? Maybe your internet's wrong because you're just hearing shit. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, my week was great because um, <laughs> I didn't have to, you know, I don't have this big giant hard on for killing Freddie Prince Jr. No, no, no. He doesn't want to kill him. kill him. He just wants to oh, kick just, him in the balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. He deserves a nut shot. Okay. Well, I had a Actually, good week. Actually, he deserves two for this movie. <laughs> one for this movie and one for his little tirade about Star Wars fans. <laughs> well, I had a good week, and we actually heard from a listener this week. Uh, we had a listener, Thomas, write in to us who wanted to put a suggestion on the great big list of sci-fi titles. And it's not it's one that I didn't have on there just because the breadth of work that this title has in it is just expensive. Expansive. It's massive. And uh, just to go through it alone could be a show in and of itself. But he sent in suggestion and then curated episodes and series for that. So he he's wanting Doctor Who on the list. 
And he sent in uh, a curated list of episodes and serials. Uh, the Unearthly Child episode one is uh, the first one on his list. He's got Tomb of the Cybermen, which is a four-part serial. The Genesis of the Daleks, which is a six-part serial. Um, he includes Doctor Who the movie, the 1996 movie. Uh, he's got The Doctor's Wife, which is season six, episode four, and Rosa, which is season 11, episode three, along with several other suggestions. So I'm going to put that on the list and uh, we uh, draw it. Are you getting we, a new co-host? I don't watch Doctor Who. Well, I don't necessarily watch Doctor Who either. Uh, if we oh, do no. that, there's like 52 weeks worth of crap there. <laughs> uh, maybe I should, right? Just just his curated list was like fifty two. I was up to thirteen before you stopped. Oh, whatever. So we could cover we could cover the four part serial in one episode. One no, I don't do that. So I I have to watch four hours of Doctor Who. It's not that. Yeah, like maybe I'm being. It's probably uh, like I'm not being clear here. Let me. Let me try to be a little more uh, uh, clear with what I'm saying. It's not that I don't watch Doctor Who. It's that I will never, ever in the history of ever, as long as I am alive, unless I am forced to, by threat of imminent death, watch Doctor Who. That's what you said about Freddie Prince Jr. Right. Fuck the fuck. Fuck him. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Well, it's on the list. God damn it! Why, Thomas? <laughs> Thank you, Thomas, for your suggestion. This this makes it even sweeter. Of course it does. Of course it does, <laughs> Rob. You got any news for us? Yeah, I sure do. Where would you like me to start? Anywhere? Uh, at the top. How, how about one? you just stop at the top? Stop at the top. Yeah, just stop yes, at the top. Just, just stop, stop no, talking stop while you're No, go stop do your news. Do your news. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, a Morbius trailer was released. Uh, yeah, looks kind of cool. Yeah, I so saw that. Mor- it, it looks Morbius. halfway interesting. It's got Jared Leto or Leto. Leto. Anyway. Don't ever Leto him do the Joker again. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, funny. Uh, yeah, so he's playing the Dr. Morbius character. Uh, for those that don't know, it's uh, what, a villain from uh, Spider-Man? Uh, he's or? not really a villain. He was Not a villain, but yeah. He was yeah, an anti-hero uh, in the Spider-Man universe. He is an adjacent project from the Spider-Man universe that Sony owns. Uh, yeah. So looks kind of interesting. I don't know. It'll probably no. be one of those ones I watch because I have to when it's on DVD no. or Disney Plus or whatever Sony decides no. to shove out by that time. No. 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 All right, no. moving on. Not going to watch no. it? No, I well, I might maybe watch it just because it's gonna be MCU adjacent, I guess. But do you remember the uh, the '90s Spider-Man cartoon? Yes, he was actually a character in that for a couple of episodes. They, were, they had a whole Morbius like story arc, and instead of biting people on the neck like a normal vampire, which spoiler, that's what Morbius is, uh, that he had uh, suckers on his hands. And he he didn't crave blood, he craved plasma, because the oh, the guys at the guys at the, now, yeah, yeah. At the, in the animated studio were like ah it might be a little too much for kids. Well, I mean that's understandable. I mean it, it was a kids cartoon, so this just doesn't look interesting to me at all. Like I'll watch it eventually. Same with Venom. Venom doesn't look that interesting to me. I have yet to watch Venom. Uh, it's all like MCU adjacent, although there are now rumors that Venom will be part of Spider-Man 3. And to be honest, if we're going to do that, I'd rather just see a Deadpool Spider-Man team up. <laughs> I don't need I don't need all of these adjacent uh, bullshit characters like like Venom and and which from all accounts is kind of meh and, and Morbius, which as a character is kind of meh. I mean, plus it's Jared Leto. And I haven't seen him do anything good since his first 30 seconds to Mar- uh, Mars album. So he can fuck right off with Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, he was good in Requiem for a Dream. Never seen it. Do you know why? Because you don't, don't like shit. good movies. Huh. That's, not, that's not accurate at all. 
Let's not. That's not. That's that's a hundred percent sure false statement. We've established that on this. I on this only show alone. like good movies. You <laughs> said Metropolis is a good movie. It is a good movie. Rob, nope. The masses agree with me. <laughs> what well, masses? You know what? Like, do you get like we're headed towards idiocracy? <laughs> so, do you agree with the masses that are heading towards idiocracy, or you know, are you your own man, Jason? I. It doesn't have to be an or. It could be an and. No, I'm going to go with it's either or. No, it's an and. Pretty black and white. (laughs) Wow. What else you got? Uh, Disney is supposedly, supposedly, not supposed to be, supposedly developing a uh, Knights of the Old Republic television show for Disney Plus. So, yay. That's all I've got on that. I mean, there there isn't much out there. let Let me ask you this. And this is this is for the the panel here for the group. Would you rather have a Knights of the Old Republic trilogy movies, or would you rather have a series, a Knights of the Old Republic series? I would rather have a series that was more than ten episodes. You're not going to get more than ten episodes every season. I know, I know. I would rather. It would be nice. I would like to have a series that was limited in in. It's length. So maybe a two or three season series of eight I to ten okay episodes a piece. Five seasons. I think three seasons is too short. I think five seasons, if you start going past five seasons anymore, writers just aren't as creative as they were apparently in the nineties when they had to write twenty episodes. Well, the dynamics of of series have changed Creativity. since the nineties. Oh. And you're not writing you're not writing episodics uh, episodes. You're you're writing serials now, so you've yeah. got a continuous okay. story that you have to maintain, so, and you're not just writing an encapsulated story. Unless you're writing for NCIS, which is in its seventy fifth season. Yeah, I don't I don't watch that, so I I wouldn't know. I used to. So used let's to really do good. let's have a a little bit of both there. Let's do five seasons, but uh, we need some in the spring and some in the fall. I don't think you're going to get that either. And, Come on, and dude. I, but I understand dude, what you're saying. This Mando and, weight is killing me. I, I know. need my baby Yoda fix. <laughs> well, they're in production right? now, so. Well, that doesn't do me any good. Did you see what I picked up, Rob? Did you see the baby Yoda made out of cigar bands that I picked up yeah, this, this week? Yeah, it would have yeah. only been better if it came with the cigars. Well, that would have been even more expensive than the $200 I dropped on the freaking piece of art. <laughs> yeah. It does look cool, though. It does look cool. It's hanging. Actually, my wife hung it in the hallway of all places. Really? My kid loves, oh, my kid loves Baby Yoda. She absolutely, I can't sing the song because if I do, evil Baby Yoda will show up and bite my face off. But. And drink your tears. Yes. Yes. Uh, She loves that song. Absolutely fucking loves it. And she's always saying, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. And so when I, when they're like. When I came home, I was gone for two days for the cigar festival. When I came home, that was the first thing I, I took out of the car and, and and brought in. And she wasn't happy to see me. She was happy to see the cigar band art of Baby Yoda. Yeah, you did. <laughs> she went nuts over Baby, Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you did that wrong. You should have gone in first, said hi, then brought it in. I guess, yeah. Because I, I, I don't that's even a think rookie she knows mistake. Yeah, I don't think she knows you're even home now. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't. No. Not at all. So how sick of the Baby Yoda song are you by this point? I believe we have pre-ordered every baby piece of Baby Yoda bullshit product you can pre-order. At this uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sick of it yet. It's hilarious. It also gives me an excuse because she likes anything now with Star Wars. Uh, I don't want to get too, too into the weeds here, but... Uh, my wife was having her choose between um, some products, uh, either uh, uh, Star Wars or uh, like princesses, Disney princesses. She chose Star Wars. So I'm doing something right as a geek dad. Well, there's a princess in Star Wars. Who? Princess Leia. Uh, Yeah, no, Luke is probably, probably pretty accurate. Yeah, I know. I know who it is, but she's not a Disney princess. Well, she well, is now. She is now. She yeah. is not now. This is not a thing. She is not All a Disney, Disney princess. princesses wear bikinis. All there of them. Yeah. Out, I, yeah. Well, Ariel did. 
Oh, yeah, she did. Uh, she well, that's only because shells. it fit the motif, and it wasn't really a bikini. It was just a bikini top. She wasn't wearing anything on the bottom because she was a damn whoa, fish. Oh, now that is a completely different uh, <laughs> That's something show. from Rob's library. Do you library. know how fish, right, like does Rob not know how fish procreate? It's not through intercourse, Rob. Yeah, but you said she wasn't wearing anything on the bottom, so She wasn't. She show. had a freaking fin. That's called the giant merman. <laughs> Moving on. What else you got, Rob? Uh, so Alan Tudyk has a new show coming out. What's that? Uh, it is called Resident Alien. Uh, it will be on Sci-Fi. Uh, let's see. They released a quick little uh, trailer type deal on uh, Twitter. Uh, um, it looks pretty interesting. Basically, he is an alien. Uh, that uh, crash landed or what have you on earth and he is posing as a doctor and everybody sees him as a normal person except for this one kid sees him as the fish alien looking thing that he is. I was about to say so far it sounds like Starman but yeah. It's like Starman crossed with They Live. Right. Yeah. (laughs) If only the kid had to put on glasses to see him as an alien. Yeah. Yeah, if he shows up and says, I'm here to do two things, kick ass and eat bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. It comes out this summer. Sounds interesting. I like Alan Tudyk, so. Yep. I call him Tuduck, and I like him too. I know that's not how you pronounce his name, but they should just call the show not Firefly. (laughs) They should just call him Wash. Yeah. Yeah. Greatest character ever. I, you know what? Yeah. I cry. I almost cried when he died, and I almost, I almost cry every time I watch the stupid movie, and he's, he croaks. Yeah, it is sad. Who's ready for a pod crawl? Let's do it. Yes. Is it Looper? <laughs> Not quite. Damn. <laughs> we can call it. I don't know. Say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. The movie opens with John F. Kennedy's moon speech, so we have JFK to thank for this travesty. Got it. First (laughs) lieutenant, or lieutenant's junior grade, the movie isn't sure. Blair and Marshall are aboard a cargo ship piloted by obvious plot twist and Scotsman by way of France. Taggart. While heading out, Blair gets an urgent message from Admiral Tolwyn to deliver to the carrier Tiger Claw, and only Taggart can make the Kessel run in 12 parsecs to get it there on time. <laughs> the message says that the Kilrati have destroyed Pegasus Base and stolen a nav computer that had the worst self-destruct mechanism ever designed. This nav computer has the coordinates to Earth, and could end the war badly for the Terrans if the Kilrati were to use it to bring their fleet in. The Tiger Claw is to head to Pegasus Station and take on the fleet alone to try and buy the extra time needed to recall the fleet back to Earth. The XO is suspicious of the message because Blair is a half-breed of Pilgrim and something. Pilgrims seem to be the first space explorers, which you would think would make them venerated, but they got a little full of themselves and also developed some type of natural space navigation sense using gravity wells, which will be used as a plot device later on. The captain asks Blair for some way to verify the information, and Blair throws the captain a crackerjack box ring that Tolwyn gave him. Convinced, the captain heads to the Pegasus system but needs the special skills that only Taggart can bring, again, worst, foreshadowing, ever. Blair and Marshall meet the other pilots and manage to make friends with Scotch, and enemies with analogous racism. Marshall finds a bunkmate in his wingman and they measure sizes on the first cap by doing barrel rolls and other dumb shit. Blair gets a tingly feeling when he sees Devereaux, his Belgian wing commander by way of Britain, who he mistook for a mechanic. She had a history with an imaginary pilot, but decides to give a really real pilot a chance. The Tiger Claw makes it to the Pegasus system, Devereaux and Blair are sent on recon duty, manage to not be very sneaky, and alert the Kilrati that the Terrans are there. The captain forms a plan to take out some of the Kilrati capital ships by sneaking in some bombers, but Taggart senses it's a ruse to leave the Tiger Claw defenseless. Nobody believes him because he's just a freighter pilot, but in a plot twist everyone saw coming, he reveals that he's actually a high-ranking Terran intelligence officer. He turns the wing around and they arrive just in time to save the Tiger Claw and blow up a few destroyers. While everyone is landing, Marshall and his girlfriend decide to play chicken with a couple of Kilrati fighters, which doesn't end well for his girlfriend. 
the tiger claw sustained damage, the captain got a bump on the head, so the XO takes over and we switch films to Dasport. The ship finds an asteroid and goes dark, and because we're in the ocean now and not space, everyone gets really quiet while the enemy ships ping the surface and drop depth charges. Yeah. The ship is hit and takes more damage, but stays hidden. Commodore Taggart takes over and forms a plan to hit the communications ship and take back the nav computer. The plan actually works well and they retrieve the nav computer, but they've shown their hand and now the enemy fleet is coming after them. Blair and Devereaux are tasked with taking the Kilrati jump coordinates back to Earth, but it requires Blair's special pilgrim gift of Black Hole whispering to get them there. Blair isn't sure he can do it, but in the second twist everyone can see coming a mile away, Taggart reveals that he too is a pilgrim. This inspires Blair for some reason, but as they are heading out they discover a special cloaking missile that's heading for the Tiger Claw. Devereaux tells Blair to go on and finish the mission as she takes out the missile. However, Devereaux is a terrible shot and not much better as a pilot, and while she does succeed in taking out the missile, the resulting blast destroys her ship. Well, everything except the cockpit. Not sure why they didn't make the entire ship out of that material, but whatever. Blair uses his head compass to jump to Earth, but a Kilrati capital ship follows him, somehow, and proceeds to chase him down. Blair sends an urgent radio message to Tolwyn with the coordinates the Kilrati will use to jump to Earth and then uses the same black hole used in the beginning of the movie to destroy the Kilrati ship. The black hole in the Sol system. The solar system that contains Earth. A black hole. For fuck's sake. Anyway, the Terran fleet make it to the jump coordinates and proceed to shoot fish jumping out of a space barrel. Taggart rescues Devereaux who then kisses Blair and roll maybe video game creators shouldn't write and direct movies credits. It was a, it was a gravity well. It was a black hole. Well, so, so we don't know what caused the gravity well. Yeah, the, and I thought it was a quasar at first too, Rob, but he was just looking at a map that had quasars. They didn't actually say yeah. that that was a quasar. They called it a oh, gravity okay. well, and what they showed was your typical model of a black hole. Now, anything in space that is a, a body in space is going to have, quote unquote, a gravity well. That's just the 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 influence of gravity that that object has. But what they said was that the sun had a gravitational pull of, what, less than 1% of whatever this gravity well was. So this would be like a, a, a small black hole type object in the fucking solar system. Maybe. There's no maybe. What do you mean maybe? <laughs> you don't you don't know how far away that uh or how fast they go. Maybe they can get out of the solar system really quickly. They were okay, look, let's let's just talk about communication. Okay. So it took seconds for the uh the fleet that was out uh, in a low orbit of Venus to hear what he was saying. Yeah, the low orbit of Venus that looked like Mars. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know, right? Well, so confusing. So uh, the communication system uh, was close enough to where this small ship, which is not a ship that is designed for long-range communications, Rob. But it's designed for long-range jumps. Jumps. Jumps, but not communication. They even discussed that early on in the film where the the where it's close range frequencies and not long range frequencies. They 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 plan it out. It's one of the few things they well. planned out in this film. Right. So that's obviously the gravity well uh was in our solar system. Now, let me I want to change the subject just very quickly. Who do you think the most famous actor in this movie is? It doesn't matter, you're all wrong. It's Hugh Quarshi. Uh, it's Mark Hamill, uh, Hugh Quarshy. Do you want to? Do you know uh, what other films he was in? Sure. What what other films? Because I've never heard of the guy. Star Wars Episode One, uh, the uh, the Phantom Menace. He was the head security guy uh, for Padme. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he yeah. in this movie he played Obutu, which seems kind of a racist name, but whatever. He's also been in Doctor Who. Uh, he's also been in Red Dwarf, which I would rather fucking do Red Dwarf than Doctor Who any day of the week. Uh, it's another he, British sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, you should uh, probably just go watch that, you schmeg. Um, he was on MacGyver, Lost Treasures of Atlantis. It was a TV movie in 1994. 
Uh, look, Hugh Corshi more famous than Freddie Prince Jr. Because all Freddie Prince Jr. has done is marry fucking Sarah Michelle Geller. Who was on a poster in his quarters in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mark Hamill is actually the most famous actor in this movie. You know what role he had, right? No. He was the ship's computer. He was the fighter ah, computer, Merlin. Whatever. He's supposed to have a larger role. They cut it down because... The movie's terrible? Probably, yeah. And Mark Hamill actually played uh, Lieutenant Blair, although I think it was Captain Blair by that point, in the later in Wing Commander games. games. Yeah. And he did a really good job. Those The games are so much more enjoyable than this fucking travesty of a movie. I haven't I'm going to be honest. I almost downloaded them today to play them. They're good. I mean, the 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 first two are definitely dated in terms of graphics. The the last three uh, are are better. And I want to say the last three. I know at least three and four. I can't remember what the cutscenes on five were like or prophecy were like, but uh, three and four were basically motion video graphics. So all of the interim uh, spaceship cutscenes were. Uh, it was basically an interactive movie. Huh. But yeah, the, the, I, the I, games I, were, I, I, I think, better written as well. And I'd have to look back, but I'm not sure that Chris Roberts wrote those later games, but he did write this movie. Well, he shouldn't have written this movie. I mean, the di- Let's just, the dialogue is awful. It is cheesy. It is predictable. It is, I don't want to say that it's not well acted because I think for the time period and the actors they had, I thought it was pretty well acted, right? Yeah. I thought the deliveries for all of them, even, even, uh, Freddie Prince fuck off, uh, was, was pretty good. Well, and it, it had a decent cast. I mean, it had Jurgen Prock now who reverted to his DOS boot captain mode in part of the movie. You know, even as far going as far as to pose like he did in his captain mode in the movie Das Boot. The actor who played Admiral Tolwyn, uh, he's, you know, fairly well-known British actor. I can't remember his name, but. David Shewitt. Sushit? Sushit. Yeah. Sushay? S- uh, suck it. Yeah. So, suck it would work as well, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's been in a lot of, of good stuff. Um, I don't Saffron Burroughs. I mean, there's a household name. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, it had a decent cast. It's not like, you know, this was an obscure cast of nobodies that had never really acted before. Uh, Matthew Lillard is is a fairly prolific actor, and he's yep. okay in a lot of the stuff that he was in. I really enjoyed him in the Scream movies, because I just have a special place in my heart for the Scream movies, but he did well in I'm those. trying to, I'm trying to remember where I know, uh, what's his name, Checky Cario? Is that his name? The, the, the French guy who was... Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's been on a bunch of stuff. He has been on a ton of stuff, but I can't remember, like... So I'm looking through the IMDb right now. It's kind of like research on the fly. Because I want to know what it is. Uh, he was golden. He was in GoldenEye. Joel, I don't know if I remember him from GoldenEye. What did he do in GoldenEye? Uh, he was the Russian Minister of Defense. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Of course, that was before all that. Uh, the Core. Oh my God! No. He was in that. Was that that was the one with Hillary was, Swank where they went down into the fucking Earth's core, right? Uh, yeah, I never was, watched it. Oh my God, it's the, awful. Uh, it's on the list. Yeah, oh, he was the uh, uh, engineer guy, Sergey. I'm not finding. I know he's been in something that I really, really liked, and I can't. I like. I'm looking at his IMDb. Uh, bad Boys. Maybe that's where it was. I liked the the, the first Bad Boys. He was Why? the bad guy in Bad Boys. I don't know because I was a basic white dude in 1995 singing Bad Boys. Bad Boys. What you gonna do? I don't but it's got know Will Smith in it. They come from you. Yeah, but it's Will Smith before he turned into the Will Smith he is now. <laughs> 
I like old Will Smith. Like anything that in, up to or after and including Wild Wild West. Like he was ob- just objectively a bad person. Yeah, that's he was a also good question. The Patriot. Oh, that's right. He did. He played the yeah, the, the French the commander French in the Patriot. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. that's it. That's exactly there, where there I remember him from. Thank there you. There it is. You're welcome. That is. Yeah. No, that's how did I miss that on this this list? Uh, he was actually in Red Shoe Diaries. If now he, he <laughs> for records, those of he records for those of like you, five different movies every every year. Right now, Red for those of you diaries. of a certain age, yeah, you will you will know what Red Shoe's Diary, uh, what the Red Shoe Diaries uh, are, if you had Skinamax and oh. knew what the X Files are. David Duchovny Wait, started in the Red Shoe Red Shoe Diaries. He did. There were a ton of Tasha Yar Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah. Yep. All right, back to uh, <laughs> Wing Commander. <laughs> you guys are little pervs as kids, weren't you? What do you mean as kids, you some bitch? Uh, so, <laughs> one of the questions that I have, and this movie is not the only movie that's guilty of this. There are a lot of space movies that include space battles that are absolutely guilty of this. Why do they revert to space battles like they're sub battles? I don't because it makes no sense because well, it's the same reason so I think it's easy. The, well maybe but it's the same reason I think that they they have fire in space you can At, have like, fire saw, in space not for not for a, a, an extended period of time like they did at the beginning of the movie with the bombing it, it depends on how much yeah. fuel and oxygen you have I mean oh, and it let's would not be get shooting science-y. out it, it would be shooting out. Right, so the fire would be localized to one uh, to, to to the area where it was bombed, right? Which then, so then then the hole, because I was thinking about this. So then the hole has the the hole in it from from the explosion, the initial explosion of the bomb, which would then the bomb obviously ignites whatever uh, atmosphere is in whatever they're bombing, whatever facility they're bombing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's only in that. Vicinity. So then all of the atmosphere starts rushing out of that hole. It would literally be, uh, it would be burning as it comes through. And so while the atmosphere, like it would be a, a fire spout. Well, if there were both atmosphere and fuel. Um, well, the atmosphere is a fuel. Like it's, no, 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 it's no, oxygen. No, 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 no. There are three components to fire. There's heat. Right. There's oxygen right. and there's fuel. You have to have all three before you well, have fire. Well, the oxygen's fire. fuel. No, no, no. The oxygen is an oxidizer. It's a catalyst. Or no, the heat is a catalyst. The, the, the oxygen is an oxidizer. The fuel is what sustains the fire. It's what, what causes the chemical reaction or it's the other part of the chemical reaction that, that the oxidation. But when it's pure oxygen, it, it, cre- it is its own fuel. I, well, yeah. wouldn't, if it's atmosphere, though, I mean, atmosphere isn't going to be. If it's yeah, atmosphere, it's going to be twenty percent oxygen. Be, yeah, exactly. We don't we don't do twenty percent oxygen, do we, inside uh, space capsules? Oh yeah, absolutely. We didn't. Yeah. So in the Mercury project, they did uh, close to pure oxygen in the capsule, and that's why it bl- exploded. And so they do they do regular atmosphere twenty percent oxygen in space now because you know. Less oxygen expensive. is volatile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can have fire in space. And it, it does actually form into a ball uh, when it burns. Now, fire is different from explosion. Explosion is just a rapid expansion of gas. So you can have both fire and explosion. And that's where you get that big fireball, that expanding fireball. I learned way too much already on this episode. I'm not here for the learning, man. <laughs> I'm not here to be schooled. Right. But you're right. I sat there and I thought, why are they, why, why is this a hunt for Red October scene? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't get it. There's like noise doesn't travel in well, space. I think, I think the reason why is just, just because the spaceship itself felt very much like a submarine. But okay, I mean, that's the the, that's another room, problem that I had with the this head movie. Headroom we, was like built oh for like God. a five foot the five whole, person. The whole Man. aesthetic uh, uh, of the ships of this uh, in this movie were were built to look like World War II fucking vehicles. Yeah, right? 
I, I wasn't fond of the looks of the fighters. The Gatling gun nose. I mean, it, like a goddamn Spitfire. Like it just looks stupid. And then the battleships look like a goddamn battleship you see in the ocean. It just, it was stupid. It was, and I'm sitting there going, why did, why? This isn't World War II in space. We already have that. It's like iron steel or steel Nazis or Nazis on iron the moon. Or whatever. Iron skies. It's on the list. It's yeah, on the list. There you go. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but, uh, probably a better movie than this. It was one of Red's favorite movies. It's really, actually really funny, but. Right. So it's probably better than this because this wasn't funny. It was, t- I don't know why they went with that aesthetic. It's just silly. And then to say, nope, everybody be quiet because sound travels in space. I know this was before the whole, you know, nobody can hear you scream in a vacuum. Nobody can hear you scream in space. No, this was <laughs> long after 2001. 2001 was the one that that had the tagline in space, nobody can hear you scream. Oh, well, then there you go. Then why is this? Uh, this is stupid. This is even, that makes this movie even dumber, which doesn't shock me that Freddie Prince Jr. fucking signed on. Probably the first one. He was like, yeah, you know what? I play this game. Let me read the script. Oh, goddamn, this script is amazing because I'm a fucking moron. Yeah, I want in. So supposedly the uh, script was completely different when... I don't believe uh, you. Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard signed on, and then they changed everything. Wouldn't you think I feel like that- this was, I feel like this was Starship Troopers before... Uh, Starship Troopers. But Starship Troopers, I think, is a better movie. <laughs> right, because somebody smart watched this movie and went, I can do this better. And he wrote Starship Troopers, and he was right. He did it much better. I think Starship Troopers came out before this movie. No, after. Did it yeah, come it out after? after? Mm-hmm. This movie was released in 99. Starship Troopers came out in 97. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, 1997. Yeah, did, yeah. Yeah. Well, then this is just a knockoff of Starship Troopers. <laughs> Holy no, shit. No, there's no bugs. It's cats. <laughs> you know, they could well, have. cats are assholes. They could have, and I just thought of this, they could have beaten the Kilrothi if they would have just fabricated a giant ball of yarn <laughs> and thrown it at them. Or a laser pointer. <laughs> or a laser pointer. Even better. Put it on the gravity well, and there they go. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no. So... 99, I don't think, was a great year for sci-fi. The only movie that I think that I can think of that came out in 99 that was a good sci-fi movie was The Matrix. That is that, But that's a classic now. I mean, until they do the new Matrix 4. And then everyone's going to groan and go, yeah, they should I mean, good so enough alone. We've got movies such as The Matrix. Good movie. Uh, episode 1 came out in 99. Not a good movie. Excellent movie. Jeez, I hate you so much. Uh, well, Galaxy Quest came out in 99. That was a good movie. Yeah, and you wouldn't see the ass end of it to save your life until we made you. That's true. That's true. Uh, Iron Giant, Iron came, Giant out. came out in 99. That was a decent movie, but that was an animated film. I mean, it was Bicent- about sci-fi. And I- Bicentennial Men. That was actually a good movie, yeah. But then we got uh, Deep Blue Sea. Another one with Saffron Burroughs. And Wild and Wild West. Suit. What's wrong with Wild Wild West? Everything. It was, I mean, it's not a great movie. Maybe the we should listen way. to the podcast and see. <laughs> the only way <laughs> Wild Wild West is worse than this movie. Or no, is uh, yeah, is worse than this movie is if Freddie Prince Jr. takes over Will Smith's uh, role. That's the only <laughs> way that movie's worse. Uh, we've got Universal Soldier The Return. They should have never made the first Universal Soldier. <laughs> Why did they return to it? Uh, has anybody seen The Astronaut's Wife? I haven't seen that one. I have not. No. Can we put He-Man on the list? No. That's that's sci-fi. That is that's, fantasy. No, that is certainly no. That is not. They they're traveling through space and time. They're spaceships. He-Man uses a gun more than he uses a fucking sword. That is sci-fi. There's like an alien on it. I'm telling you, that's sci-fi. There's technology that brings them from Eternia to Earth. That is sci-fi. If it was fantasy, they'd just say it was magic. But no, they explained it with technology. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. 
He-Man's going on the list, baby. Masters of the Universe, 1987, fantasy slash sci-fi. Ah, for fuck's sake. God damn it. Oh, yeah, man. You know what? This is what you get, Thomas. This is what you get. I had that. That 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 was my ace in the hole. Somebody wants us to, to watch something stupid. I will one-up your stupidness. Doctor Dolph Who isn't Lundgren. stupid. There is a huge... <laughs> following for doctor who it's a sci-fi it is a sci-fi series that has been around since the 60s so i'm probably and and, and thomas just forgive me i'm probably jaded because i remember the doctor who from (laughs) that was just terrible on bbc before bbc had a budget (laughs) (laughs) like from the 50s and and the 60s it was not good it was not it was it would air on pbs uh late at night after red dwarf Right. And I'd I'd try to watch it and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is like low budget Star Trek. Is this what the British people have to do? Man, that's what this they were subjected to all well, the no way wo- back no, then. No wonder. No yeah. wonder they're they're not the British that I liked. All right, so bringing it back to Wing Commander cuz we really don't want to talk about this movie, but we need to. We don't. No. Uh one of the questions I had that I writ, wrote down whenever I was watching this movie was, was the pilgrim bigotry really necessary to this fucking film? I mean, we already have uh, well, the Well, I Kilrathi. think that was the overarching thing. Well, but we I already have what, the Kilrathi as a source of conflict. Do we need to... But they didn't explain why there was conflict with the Kilrathi, did they? Well, it's because they use diplomacy by probe. I would be pissed off if somebody sent a probe to do diplomacy to me. Well, it depends on where they send the probe. Okay, so we sent Voyagers out, and those are diplomacy. It's going to come back as V'ger. This was established in Star Trek, the motion picture. We've already got this figured out, and then it comes back as the Borg later on. Yeah. Yeah, so. So how did that work out for us? Not very well. Yeah. Right. So, again, diplomacy by probe doesn't work. Yeah. But, again, it's where it depends on where you send the probe. If it's up my butt, yeah, I'm going to have a problem. (laughs) Well, where else would you send a probe? I don't know. Well. Some your ear, your like mouth. Some Can't they just like mutilate cattle? Nose. Just mutilate cattle. At least I can make steak out of that if it's soon enough. You, you know, you talk about diplomacy by a probe. You know, some alien species sent a probe to Earth to look for um, whales, and that didn't turn out very well. <laughs> I just now I got that. Re- I don't Star recognize that movie as Star Trek. <laughs> it's one of the greatest Star Trek. It is not one of the greatest it Star is. Trek movies. It's Terrible. No, it is awesome. It is my second or third favorite Star Trek film. So, so, and I just recently realized because I don't know how I got on that rabbit hole in YouTube, uh, but the Enterprise has a whale tank in it. Which Enterprise? Schematics for the Enterprise. Yeah, and it carries uh, it carries two whales. Wow. Which Enterprise? D. Does it really? Yeah, it does. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. just a nod to the movie. That's all it is. No, it's Somebody not. put it in the schematics Cannon. for the book. <laughs> Canon. It's like the pic- it's like the picture of oh, Canon. It's like the picture of Rob Poopin uh, on the Enterprise. <laughs> That's all it is. Somebody so, have a little bit of fun. but so here here here's my thing about that. They just wanted racism. They wanted to they wanted a vehicle to say racism bad, and that's what they did. And it was it was silly because they're human, but over generations they evolved and they were able to feel magnetic fields and what? How's that work? They perfect navigation, huh? Mini chlorians, mini chlorians. Right? Do they have a fucking? Did they evolve a goddamn compass in their brain? How's that work? I guess so. so. Uh, that, yeah. It was well, stupid. I mean, so birds have kind of a magnetic sense. In their brain, so it's it's not unheard of. Bird humans, maybe that's, that's maybe why cats didn't like the duck and big bird. Cats. Big bird went to space, and that's uh, that's that's uh, how this all started. That makes as much sense as anything else in the movie. Perfect. Why do producers make space films and don't know how space works? There's no sound in space. Your fighter craft aren't going to dip off the fucking end of the runway like they're on a goddamn oceanic carrier. Yes, they will. No, they won't. No, they will. They'll also uh, uh, drop 
uh, depth charges on you. Well, I mean, <laughs> so you can shove a depth charge in a direction. Yeah. I'm not going to fault that. Mm. Oh, but you okay. have a so fighter zipping along the fucking runway. It's not going to go down and then up. Yeah, I'm losing altitude. Yet, yeah, no, you're not. Nothing. And can I also like the technology they have is shit because nothing works when they fucking need it to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like all of a sudden, like, hey, we need to self-destruct the fucking nav computer. All right, let's do that. Oh, shit. It doesn't work. Well, shoot OK, it. let me sh let me shoot. Let me shoot at the uh, uh, at the at the bulletproof glass that we put up that you can't get into. There's no doors. There's no nothing. So it's how does the kill Rossi get to the, it? Right. If something fails in the computer, in the nav computer, well, I guess we're just fucked anyway because we can't get in there. So whoever designed this thing is stupid as shit. Well, apparently then, the, the Kilrathi got in there because the Terran Confederation create their ships out of like aluminum foil <laughs> and they shoot at their plexiglass with BBs. So the Kilrathi obviously outgunned but them. But those BBs kill the Kilrathi. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, enough of them, I guess. And mm. then, and then, like, oh, oh, look, my ship took a little bit of damage. Uh, I'm going to eject. Oh, look, my eject system doesn't work. I know. If if you can tow back, if you can tow back the uh, uh, the just the, the when the ejection system does work, because of course it worked for the hot chick, but not for the black chick. Racism. If it so when you when you t if you can tow that back, you can tow back a whole fighter because it's not like it's that. Much well, and they bigger. do. They towed back uh, Lieutenant Chen's fighter. Right. So, you know what? That's a good point. So then why what, didn't they just say, hey, cut your engines and we'll tell you back? No, uh, I, I'm a better pilot than that. I'm just going to try to to fly in. Yeah. What? Yeah. So stupid. And I'm going to come in really fucking hot because I have to stay at a certain speed in order to maintain lift. Oh, wait, no, there's no lift in fucking space. Yes, right. there is. Could have come in a lot fucking. And if these are short range down. fighters, like we discussed earlier, right? And like they said in the movie, if she couldn't, if she couldn't slow down, they obviously run out of fuel like they did later on. Well, yeah. So why not just fly around until it fucking goes out of gas? Well, and but I mean. Tow you in safely. We're on bingo fuel. We got to turn around. So oh, yeah. Go she, back. she runs out of fuel, though. She's going to continue in a straight line at the same uh, same rate We've that she was. We've established that they yeah. do not know how space works. Oh, that's true. That's true. So she would have slowed down. You're right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the inertia she doesn't exist. Resistance. Did you see that? She was dipping. I know. Yeah, she was. I don't pull understand. Up, pull up. Right. What do you mean pull up? I'm in space, asshole. Which way's up? Fuck. This movie's yeah. so bad. Yeah. I didn't like well, the music that, in the movie either. I no, thought that was, I was fucking thinking, crappy. Oh, it was terrible. And I noticed like, it. Yes. I mean, right from the fucking beginning, the music was not good. No. <laughs> I, I'm going to just, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, FPJ had a hand in that as well. <laughs> I doubt it. What were no, you going to say, Ralph? Oh, I, I was just going to, you know, the whole pulling up thing. You got that stupid pulse wave. And classic, hey, let's try to outrun a pulse wave. Why don't you just, like, go up above it? Or under it's it. This, or under it. Okay. Or what, well, you know. so there's a couple problems with that. First, the pulse wave thing is let's a trope it. that is kind of dumb mm -hmm. anyway. But second, but they're using it on an explosion like that, it's not going to be a single axis mm -mm. wave That's that true. goes out. Yeah. It's going it, to be it, a sphere. Not, Right, yeah, except except that's not how they show it in this. I and know that's not how they show simple it. Wave, and if it's a that's sphere, how the cockpit it... survived is it ejected just above the pulse wave. Well, if it was a sphere, wouldn't wouldn't it dissipate much faster? Mm -hmm. It's not going mean, to. I mean, it's going to dissipate at the same rate in all directions. And that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to get far enough away that the the particles that are accelerated or that are accelerated and expanding, they're far enough apart that it's going to lessen the damage that you take on your craft. Right. It's going to lessen the blow. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to say blow. <laughs> you like saying blow? 
Well, yeah, I do. Blow. Blow. No, blow. I mean, there, below. there wasn't a lot in this movie that worked for me. I did like the initial meeting in the rec room uh, where they got to meet the other pilots. I thought that scene worked okay. Uh, that was kind that of was actually a, a fun scene. scene. That was a top gun scene. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It was. It was just a bunch of, of pilots dicking around and getting to know each other. But I thought that scene worked. They also talked about dick. Balls. Balls. <laughs> they did. Yeah, I thought the conversation there was good. But so it was this whole, again, like we go back to the racism thing. There was also the sexism thing. Like he was like, like uh, 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 what's his name? Lillard's uh, maniac. Mm-hmm. Maniac Marshall. He was he was kind of a misogynist. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then and then he's the one who causes causes the death. Okay, Maverick. Okay. I I don't think he caused that death. She had no, just they, as every, much fucking. Everybody else thought that I agree, but everybody else thought he did. No, no, uh, she had just as much agency in her fucking death as as, as he did. In fact, probably in more head. because she was the the superior officer. And yeah, his, right. and he was her wingman. She uh, she should have. She was way too close. Yeah, way too she close. Could, well, and they shouldn't have gone after him in the first place. And if she's the if, if she's his superior, why are they fucking? Like, I, I, I maybe the military's changed in the future. Like, I don't know. I don't think maybe that's as dissimilar from now as as you think it is. Well, she well, wasn't an officer, was she? No, she they were all a officers. Lieutenant. She oh, was that's a lieutenant, true, and yeah, he was a all. first lieutenant. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Yes. Sorry. If you're British, it's lieutenant. Lieutenant. I mean, it's spelled the same. Right tenant. Yes. Spelled the same. It's just different. <laughs> I did not like the costuming in this movie, except Dude, for every, the flight suits. Everybody was. It looked like everybody was wearing a uh, shoulderless shirt. Well, yeah, not only that, you know, but everybody was wearing so, so goddamn thickly padded fucking sweaters and uniforms. They can't, those people had it's to have been cold cooking. in space. It's cold in space. You got to wear that Ruski hat. Oh, those hats were awful. Oh, those hats were just terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I totally forgot about those hats. You're right. Ruski oh. hat and everybody had a name tag. Like it wasn't even like a sewn on name tag. Everybody had like a. Clip-on name tag. If it was a Disney movie, it would have said cast member above their name. Yeah. Yeah. It should have said TGI Fridays above it. TGI Fridays has better food than what this movie is. It it (laughs) probably would have been like a Bennigan's or something like that. Yeah. It would have been a knockoff TGI Fridays because this was a knockoff Starship Troopers. (laughs) Fucking Bennigan's. uh, uh, What is it? Ohulahans? Fuddruckers. Which no. just eventually in idiocracy turns into butt fuckers, yeah. Butt fucker. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to just say that the butt fuckers, that would be the restaurant that would be associated <laughs> with this movie. All right, James, what I need to know is this movie, Wing Commander, more sci fi than 11 In this movie, sound waves go through space. That is more sci-fi than anything eleven twenty two sixty three has ever done. <laughs> Touche. All right. All right. All right. Final thoughts. Oh. Don't watch this ever. Yeah, yeah I, I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how drunk you are. I don't care how high you are. I don't I don't care. It, I there's literally no reason ever for anyone to ever watch this movie again. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, you got a haiku right. for us? I do. And uh as a small um I'm sorry to <laughs> James, uh, James, you get to read it. Oh, there you I go. do. There you go. Oh, First line is the title. <laughs> Consequences. A warning given. Fuck you, Freddie Prince Jr. Flying kick inbound. <laughs> there you go. Nice. I like it. 
I like Very it. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> don't come to the Midwest, FPJ, because I will kick you in your PP. <laughs> All right, who's got awards? Yep. Rob. Yes, sir. Who's got your uh, Black Lung Award? Black Lung Award is going to go to just the Kilrothy in general uh, because apparently <laughs> their race sucks green fog all the time. That's a good like, one. You get into their ship and it's uh, this green-ass fog shit. <laughs> but didn't they go there to get oxygen or was it fuel? I don't fucking fuel, remember. They went, a fuel cell. They yeah, went to go get go. fuel, fuel cells because fuel cells are universal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Probably runs on dark matter. Or Ikea parts. Not only that, why would they go there if they were low on fuel to begin with? I mean, you, you have to imagine those ships don't refuel often. Right? They were they, the last bastion of hope. Was anybody else looking for the spy the whole movie? Because the one guy, fucking uh, the, the commander. Pilgrims uh, are spies. Yeah, he kept looking for spies. And I kept thinking, well, he's probably the fucking spy. That's how stupid this movie is. The guy screaming about a spy is probably the spy. Right. Yeah. Oh no, no there was a there was actually so yeah, no, there was a cut scene. There was a scene cut from the movie that kind of explains why Freddie Prince Jr.'s character Blair didn't have his cross at the end and had to get one from Paladin. It got sucked out the airlock, I yeah. He uh he used it to kill uh the admiral that was on the station on Pegasus station because he was the spy. Did he, he sneak wasn't on even board? At hmm? Pegasus station. Did he sneak on board? No, no, no. When they so he would have been on the communication ship with the, oh, the when they nav the computer. Com oh, so so when they boarded the oh, nav he computer was, ship, he was the, the one. Cell, he was on there. He was the one to use gotcha. uh, yeah. running. Right. Gotcha. And so Freddie Prince Jr. used his cross with the blade that's longer than the housing that stores the blade. To kill the admiral and left it there with the admiral, and so he didn't have it later on whenever he needed to, you know, use his head. It was compass. just the Cardassian symbol from Star Trek. It was the Cardassian Empire symbol. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. Yeah. So, all right, James, who's got your uh, black lung? Uh, Lieutenant Commander Angel Devereaux, uh, because she almost suffocated for no reason because she turned off her beacon like an idiot. So she gets mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, mine is going to go to honorary Doc Cottle because I didn't really see anything that warranted a black lung in this movie because, yeah, I'm not going to give this movie an award. I almost gave it to Marge Shot. <laughs> uh, James, who has your head lush? Wait, no, let me guess. Anybody who made it through this movie because you would have to be drunk in order to do that. While they do get that for this movie, uh, it's a dual award. Oh, okay. It's also uh, Lieutenant Todd Maniac Marshall for having a bottle of scotch that with him to make friends because he's not cool enough to make friends on his own. He has to bring scotch in order to make friends. <laughs> okay. Rob? Um, so mine was going to be the same thing that James said, uh, but we can't have two of those same awards. Uh, so mine goes to anybody that watched this movie because they had to have been drunk <laughs> to get through it. <laughs> All right. Uh, mine's going to go to Marshall as well uh, for pretty much the same reason, for bringing Scotch in to kind of break the ice with his, his new co-pilots or his new pilot gang, whatever you want to call it. Pilot gang. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, who's got your player? Gave the player to Rosie uh, because she got herself some maniac booty and had him fall in love with her all within 11 hours. Yeah, yeah, that's good. James? Uh, I'm going to go the opposite direction. Uh, Lieutenant Todd Maniac Marshall gets my player award because not only was he a misogynist son of a bitch, but he fucked her and then made her think that he was in love with her and then killed her. <laughs> so you think it was some kind of sinister, but he was too broken up after to. to it's, it was all an act. It was, he was like, act. holy shit, what have I gotten myself into? 
did I really use the L word in less than 11 hours of knowing this chick? Man, that can't happen. And they didn't have, they don't have ghosting in the future. So it's either you, you, you say, I love you and you're mated for life or you kill your, your, your potential mate. And so that's they never existed. And then they never existed, existed. which brings me to my player award. It's going to go to Blair because he, uh, he convinced Angel Devereaux to give up her imaginary boyfriend, you know, the one that never existed, to uh, shack up with him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I, mean, I don't know. I was going to give it. a kiss at the end. Yeah. But. She, she was I, I suffering she, from uh, oxygen. Oxygen loss. deprivation. Yeah. 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 She'll wake up from that. I mean, up until that point, they, it seemed like they hated each other. No. I mean, you knew they were going to get together. You knew that was going to happen. But up until the point where she's like, I must sacrifice myself and you must go on. And then I'm going to turn my beacon off when you leave so they can't find me and easily rescue me. No, they were making googly eyes from the beginning. Ugh, whatever. All right, James, who's got your purple hippo? Who wrote this piece of shit? Chris Roberts. Chris and Roberts gets my Purple dude. Hippo Award because he wrote this piece of shit. Obviously, under some kind of duress, uh, possibly under the influence of multiple uh, drugs. Uh, and I don't mean like, you know, Tylenol and, and, and I mean like Oxycontin, possibly some Percocets mixed with some uh, meth. And even he may just have been mainlining some Coke, too. So who the fuck knows? Uh, but he he obviously uh, was under the influence while doing this. All right, Rob. Yeah, mine went to the writers for changing the script and thinking it was better than the original one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's going to go honorary again. Uh, it's going to go to uh, River Tam. So because oh, there you go. Yeah, there was really nothing purple hippo worthy in this movie. Uh, maybe. Maybe to all the pilgrims because they see <laughs> yeah, that, gravitational yeah, that waves. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they don't even really see it. They just kind of feel it. Maybe. What is it? The force? Did they develop the force this, while they were fucking out there? This movie seemed like maybe it was coins. trying to be Star Wars. I thought, it, yeah, well, maybe. I thought of Starship Troopers, though. Yeah. But maybe that's just because uh, Matthew Lillard was in there. Maybe. Wasn't Freddie Prince Jr. in Starship Troopers 2? No. No, 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 no. That was... Uh, this is the one and only sci-fi that Freddie Prince Jr. ever did, if you don't count voice acting in Star Wars. I was a voice actor in Star Wars. I know Star Wars better than anybody else because George Lucas told Dave Filoni, and Dave Filoni told me, I know everything. Shut the fuck up, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, you're thinking Casper Van Dien. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Doogie Howser. Yeah, Doogie, Doogie Howser. Howser was in that. Doogie Howser in this movie. Neil Patrick Harris could absolutely save this movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that even Neil Patrick Harris's powers are that great. I think he could have. I think he would have realized that this is a a piece of space shit and would have acted it appropriately. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical. I don't. eh. He's a a really good actor and multi-talented, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure that this movie is. You know what IMDb recommends if you like this movie, like more like this. Uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, Triangle Square, Around the Verse, Space Truckers, Sparkler. The fuck is Space Truckers? I don't know, but we need to put it on there. Uh, A space trucker and his cute fiance are on their way from a space station to Earth with an unknown cargo. When space pirates hijack them, 5,000 disintegrator robots are then found in the cargo. I'm all in on this fucking movie already. Hell yeah. Stars uh, Steven Dwarf, Dennis Hopper, Debbie. Steven Dwarf? Mazar. Dennis Hopper is in this? Hell yeah, man. I'm all in. Put this on the list. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, buddy. He-Man and Space Truckers. Yeah. Space I second, Truckers! I second the uh, nomination. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate you both. Tim Lone, Ian ba- uh, Beatty, Olwen Fourier, oh, God. Uh, Shane Rimmer, Charles Dance, 
Roger Gregg. Oh, yeah. I, I am all in on this. Uh, directed by Stuart Gordon. I don't even know who that is, but I mean. I mean, this has to be good. It was it was made in 1996. Mm. And it's American, British, Irish comic sci- science fiction. Yeah. Well, all fortunately, in. we are going to start discussion on a much better series next week. So next week, we start our coverage of Star Trek Picard. Uh, this is the new Star Trek episode, uh, new Star Trek series that's going to center on Jean-Luc Picard in the next chapter of his life. Uh, it's on CBS All Access. Uh, of course, it stars Patrick Stewart. It's got Santiago Cabrera, Isa Brion, and it's also going to have some uh, Jonathan Frakes in it from uh, what I've seen. Uh, so. Jonathan Frakes, Jerry Desiertis, uh Brent Spiner. Jerry Ryan, 709. Not Jerry Ryan, 7 and 9. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know what? I need to demote her to 6 of 9. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. All right, next week, we're going to go over Picard, and that's it for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix My Machete. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel, which is linked on our website at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com. On Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smoking and drinking in space at outlook.com. If you want to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash status underscore podcast. And for this week, I'm Jason. Shh. They can hear you in space via sonar. Fuck you, Freddie Prince Jr. Fuck you. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>